Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Anybody can really optimize their way into incremental growth. I'm talking like 5, 10, 15% year-over-year growth. It really doesn't take doing anything differently. You could just do what you're doing right now just a little bit better. But if you can get aligned on that question of what would we do if we had no choice but to double our revenue with half the resources over the next three years, you're going to be really surprised at what your team, be it like a small team or big team or volunteer team or paid team or whatever, comes up with. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 386 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Matt Scott. Besides being an early riser, Matt Scott is the CEO and co-founder of CauseMike a Portland-based consultancy helping nonprofits leverage the best-in-class for-profit methods to grow their organization. Before CauseMike, he was in your shoes as a fundraising leader on the inside of numerous young and fast nonprofits, one of which he helped take from $275,000 to $51 million in seven years. He's a builder, and a doer with a vision for scaling his company while balancing profitability with employee profit sharing and respect. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing Matt's methodologies behind creating enterprises that experience transformative growth and effectively utilizing technology and marketing strategies to help generate a social impact. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really exciting to have you here on Impact Boom. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Andy. I appreciate it. Excellent. So to start off, we heard a bit in your bio there, but could you also please share a bit more about the ins and outs of your background and what led to your work in social enterprise? Yeah, what I love about just social enterprise is the intersection of purpose and business, two passions of mine. I, growing up, just always knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur and that I was going to be a part of building something, whether it was through lots of failed little startups here and there along the way. Yeah, just over the years, I got more and more involved in the nonprofit community and the nonprofit space. And when I was an undergraduate, actually, at Loyola Marymount in East Los Angeles, I had an opportunity to work at the Center for Service and Action. And there, I helped build an English learning program for undocumented immigrants in East LA. And I was the only business major, or there was one other business major in the Center for Service and Action in this liberal arts school. Most folks came from some of the other humanities, but it was just a really cool awakening for me in terms of being able to leverage business for good. And it's really been a core focus of mine since. Wow. Really interesting there. Thank you for sharing a bit more insight into kind of what brought you into this space. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs as well, it's not 
initially the goal they set out to be, but whenever they get there, they're very happy about it. So it's very clear we can hear that passion there. And as we talked touched on there, you're the co-founder and executive director of Causemark. Can you please share a bit more about this organization, its yeah. purpose, and also the impact it's creating? We're really a growth consultancy for nonprofits and social impact companies. What does that mean? Basically, we help organizations very quickly, like in a two to three year period, double their revenue so that they can have a larger impact on their mission. We do that really by focusing on four key areas, the strategy on how to get there, the actual like technology that's needed, the fundraising and marketing best practices. And it all comes together in this program that we call the Rapid Growth Program. It's a series of steps that we've honed over the years and failed at a few times to get just right, but it dependably leads to organizations doubling their revenue. And it's really cool purpose-driven work that I think everybody on our team, my joke is certainly smart enough to work in like oil and gas or banking, but we just don't give a shit about that stuff. So it's better to apply our effort and our talents towards doing as much good as possible really well articulated there. And it's great, I'm sure, but over the years, you've gotten to see a lot of different impact organizations grow as well. And to have such a talented team working towards that, it's quite amazing. In preparation for this interview as well, I had quite a bit of time to look at Cause Mike and the work you've done and your website. And I saw there's all these different areas that you contribute to helping these organizations develop more. And one of the concepts that really caught my eye there was cause marketing as well. And I think mm -hmm. this is a term that's thrown around quite a lot within this social enterprise space and selling yourself and sharing your story. But from you, can you explain to our audience, what is this concept of cause mm -hmm. marketing and yeah. how can social business leaders apply this technique effectively? I think I'll start first by talking about like the difference between nonprofits and for-profits and for-profits that are mission-driven like we are. And on the nonprofit side, what I share with clients is that a lot of nonprofits are seeking support from corporate partners and philanthropic dollars. Those dollars are really limited. Those are dollars that are direct donations, but marketing dollars are infinitely scalable, right? There's so many more marketing dollars than there are donation dollars. When I'm working with nonprofit clients and we are and the rest of our team, what we do is we try to help position the nonprofit to align with the for-profit's sense of purpose, particularly targeting their potential customers, their employees, the communities in which they operate or serve. A great example of this, just to drive home the point, World Bicycle Relief is one of our clients, incredible organization. They're basically a social enterprise. They've got a bicycle that's called the Buffalo Bicycle, and they distribute this around the world to provide people with access to healthcare and education and all kinds of good stuff. One of their corporate partners is SRAM. So here's a bike company that builds bicycle components and a natural fit from a marketing perspective is World Bicycle Relief and the Buffalo Bicycle Program because it shows the customers, it shows the employees that they give a damn about more than just selling bikes and components at a profit. They actually care mm -hmm. about having a real impact. So for me, that's what social impact marketing or social marketing or cause marketing is about. It's about aligning values for customers and employees 
with mission-driven nonprofits and seeing where those two things intersect so that there can be a partnership to build brand awareness and ultimately drive website traffic or customers to both organizations. Wow. It's amazing that you've been able to so succinctly explain that as well. And I think it's a huge area that a lot of people dedicate their whole careers as well to having that kind of expertise within. So thank you for sharing that with our audience there. I think there's a lot to gain from that explanation. And you mentioned before as well that it caused Mike, one of your goals is within that short period of time to double the revenue and growth of these organizations that you work with. So from your experience, you've done this with a lot of different organizations and applied a lot of different techniques to do so. If you were going to give some advice for entrepreneurs, what actionable mm. steps can they take to grow their organizations, but also to level up their impact? It's the same for every organization. And it's like getting aligned on what that goal is, right? So we take our clients and we at Cosmic, we go through this exercise ourselves too, which is, it's a simple exercise. And it's just, what if we had no choice but to double our revenue with half the resources over the next three years? How would we do it? What I love about this is, in a resource-constrained environment, it forces creativity, innovation, and ruthless prioritization. And that's really clutch for scaling because anybody can really optimize their way into incremental growth. I'm talking like 5, 10, 15% year-over-year growth. It really doesn't take doing anything differently. You could just do what you're doing right now just a little bit better. But if you can get aligned on that question of what would we do if we had no choice but to double our revenue with half the resources over the next three years, you're going to be really surprised at what your team, be it like a small team or big team or volunteer team or paid team or whatever comes up with. And then you look at those ideas and you begin to put them through that filter of like, how impactful will this be? And how much effort or t cost time or money is it going to take? And if you can just pick high impact, low cost steps, to get to that level, I think that's just like a clear, easy thing that pretty much any entrepreneur can do to align their team towards that goal. Mm, wow. Really great piece of advice there. High impact, low cost. It's a great method to really achieve that growth as well. And to yeah, simple, up. but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's more that goes into it. And that's obviously what you're working towards. Of course, Mike is creating that those steps to achieve those kind of opportunities there. And I'm sure there's so much more to it, but thank you for sharing that with our audience there. And if we're looking towards the future now as well, and we're looking more at opportunities now, where do opportunities exist and where are they rising? for impact-led individuals to start their own enterprises that can generate a positive change? All around us, almost in everything. I think first and foremost, whenever you're thinking about starting a business, it's important to have demand. Is there a problem there that needs fixing? That's key. I'll say when I got first involved and when I started doing this consulting practice, it's because I worked at a nonprofit organization. We needed a new CRM, Customer Relationship Management System, for our organization to keep track of all the things that we did with donors. We hired a consulting firm and what we got sold was this Ferrari. And what we really needed was a Kia. And we had no pick crew in order to help us get around this track that we were like building on our own as we were going. We had no idea where we were headed. So that was a problem that needed fixing. It was a pain point as a customer. And I was like, oh, that needs to be fixed. That could be done better. I think if you just look around and you start to think about where are their problems? And then 
what's one of the most exciting or fulfilling, if not the best part about being a social entrepreneur is being able to then create the unique organizational culture and the values and the cultural principles that you want your organization to embody and how you're going to approach solving this problem. My advice really would be look around at where the problems are as basic and as like overarching as that advice is. It's the truth for me at least, and for a lot of other entrepreneurs, I think, and then align on what you want to stand for as an organization. And that is how you're going to attract the best talent to help you solve that problem. And you're going to be able to get traction a lot faster. Mm, Wow. Opportunities all around us. It must be such an exciting space to be working in there as well. And I'm sure that you get that opportunity to work with all of these organizations that are creating that change there. And thank you for sharing that advice there as well. So we're coming in now towards the end of our interview. I've just got two questions left that I always ask at the end. And the first one is what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently that are creating a positive social change? I'm thinking about this because (laughs) I have the opportunity to work alongside all these incredible organizations. And I'm thinking, gosh, if I only mention one of them, who's going to (laughs) be jealous? I think something that I'm most excited about right now is the Center for Policing Equity. I live in Portland, Oregon, and policing in our society is at a point, it's at a tipping point. And the work that the Center for Policing Equity is doing to improve policing in our community to bring together those who police and those who are policed, I think is really game-changing for not just the policing actually, but it's really about finding common ground. It's creating a less divisive environment and doing so at a ground level. They're doing this in a really innovative way. At the center of their identity is this academic think tank, but they're very action-oriented too. So I think that they are just a great example of how uh, an organization can, again, find a need, but then lean into their strengths and their own unique culture and address those. I'm pretty excited because I feel like the stakes could never be higher on that one because it feels to me like the community is hungry for coming back together, figuring out a way to do that. And it's complicated and it's a hard thing to try and tackle. So the big problems are the things that I think are most interesting. Wow. It sounds like a fantastic organization there. And especially within that social issue of law enforcement as well is really important. I know that's what I mean. You can find it anywhere. And that's what's so cool. Like being a social entrepreneur, being a social organization, you can do that in any sector. And that's really cool. That's really <laughs> makes cool. it hard to answer this question as well <laughs> about, about your favorite totally. organizations as well when there's yeah. so many different social impacts happening in so many different facets. Really fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And now to finish off, are there any books or resources that you would recommend to our listeners? And please do also plug here your book to our listeners who would <laughs> share a bit more about. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is too kind. I would (laughs) recommend the High Growth Nonprofit, which is my new book. It's totally free and you can get it at our website. And I think it's a great book actually for entrepreneurs and for leaders of nonprofits. So really any leader of any mission-driven organization, because we're looking at like the people and the process and the tools in order to scale. And it has some great stories in it from lessons learned from falling on my face or doing different things that worked really well. And so all those things are captured. So I love that book. If you're a social entrepreneur, I think some of the most important books that you can read are Multiplier 
it's a great book about management and leadership and how you learn that like you need to actually have a multiplying effect. You can't do everything yourself. The work you're trying to do is too big for that. That's a book that has really helped me tremendously. Actually, I think that book and probably first break all the rules. The best manager I ever worked for, she referred me this book and it taught me everything there is to know about leading people in a really practical way. So I recommend those two books if you're not going to read the high growth nonprofit, which is fine. But yeah, those two are great too. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing those reads there. And all three of them sound fantastic. They'll all be linked in on the website. And then also your book, Matt, The High Growth Nonprofit will also be linked in on the website. I awesome. would recommend people go through and start reading that. I've had the chance to open a few pages myself and I'm very excited to keep looking at that. And I think it's a great resource there and it'll have more and more depth and insights to expand upon what you've just talked about today with us on the podcast. And that actually does unfortunately bring us to the end of this interview today and i just want to say on behalf of the impact boom team thank you so much matt for sharing yeah. your time and your insights so generously with us there's just been a lot of invaluable lessons here and i'm sure that anyone who is listening will take so much away from this so thank you once again thank you i really appreciate it and thanks everybody who listened in Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter.